You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. What's up, Detroit? is definitely in the building via your headphones, stereo speakers. Of course, this is your main man, the African Caesar, and we're doing this via Zoom this time. So hopefully the audio sounds just as good as we are in the studio. Uh, we got the usual suspects, though. We got Mr. Bot Topic himself, which is going to be a huge topic of discussion today. Ducks, you and uh, you was at my last week. What happened? Oh, we were all on my Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, the week before that. How is he bought in PlayStations? Jesus Christ. I'm I'm sorry, even as. Uh, and then, of course, we have, uh, I guess he's in his car right now, Guru. Yeah, what's going on, man? I'm heading home. And then uh, I think Gino's on his way in here. He's here. Yo. He? Oh, there he is. Uh oh. Hey, the now, reason for the year himself made <laughs> Gino, the Ducks told me this will be the. Ain't no slam dunks tonight, huh? Probably. Uh, the, only, the only slamming and dunking that's going to be happening is going to be in my humble abode. Oh, all right. Y'all want to wait till the wedding day? I'm sorry. That's going to be a home. It's going to be a home court game. Gotcha. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's a number of things I want to discuss other than uh, dunks or, I guess, Gino being a reseller now, according to dunks. Um, Stop. No, it's a diagram. We we fall in the middle. I get it, Gino. It's okay. How does that it, make? How does that make me look, a reseller? If there's might, a, yeah, this might be a long episode for you, Gino, because Dunk's been waiting to fire back all them bullets he's been absorbing. Hell from you, yeah! My theory Bro. is, sell for more than pay, you're a reseller. That's just the simplest way I could break it down. Yeah, but you're also a reseller when you do that as your goal in being to make profit. Rather than getting a shoe, so so if I get a shoe and sell it to more, if I am able to successfully obtain a product, a product that I then no longer want, that for some reason just makes me a reseller. And why do you look like a vampire? Dead on the inside must be pale on the outside. (laughs) 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 No, the way you looked in the, the camera, I was like, does he have on eyeliner? It's, it's, I mean, he's trying, he trying to he trying to distract you. Stay on the topic. Doc. I got to really topic. live this bot topic life, bro. And now, now I know what you're up to. I'm going to hook you up with a bot, too. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Gino, nope. take the free promo. We got size 10 Travis 6s for sale. Right? Oh, they sold already? Oh, wow. No, actually, we'll see. Here's the funny thing, okay? So this actually pertains to a topic that I guess we're going to talk about today. A topic? Uh, yes, because I, I really want to dive into that. So apparently, so some of the stuff we're going to discuss tonight, apparently Nike employees are also using bots, which is hilarious. Um, hey, I didn't, know, I didn't know Dunks was employed by Nike. No, I'm employed by Not the Nike bots. 
Uh, also, Drake has his own brand with Nike. And then um, also wanted to follow up with that Warren Lotus situation. I went off on uh, their support earlier. Huh. How did that go? Good. Um, we could cover it now or we could come back to it, whatever you want. Oh, and real quick, one more thing I want to add to this, to the today's show. And this has nothing to do with shoes, but uh, somebody put up a thread. You know how they've been doing the verses as of late? And somebody put up uh, a G-Unit versus Dipset versus. And honestly, I don't think that's a battle. Why not? I think yeah. Dipset wins that handily. On the bed for mercy was hard. I mean, Dipset had more wave music, you know. More. I mean, if we count everything. I mean, if we count body of music, mixtapes and all, Dipset wins that handily. I don't say handily; they win it, but they they got it. But they ain't handily. Man. The Gina mixtapes was fire, man. Boy, I ain't gotta go to commercial. We'll, 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 we'll hear the thing when we say G Unit versus Dipset. So basically, we are gonna say Fifty Cent versus all the Dipset. I was gonna say it's Fifty Cent versus anybody else. I mean, Young Buck is got is over all of them. Who? Nah. I mean, Wilson what? had a hard album though. Lloyd Banks' album was cold. No, Young, Young, yes. Young, yeah. Young Buck's yeah. album was yes. better than Lloyd Banks' album. Ooh, Fucking commercially, crazy. yes. For Bar- I know. Talking about for Come on, man. Straight out of Cashville. Straight out of Cashville was better than Hunger for More. It depends. I will say this. It depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for something that you can bop to, Young Buck's album was better. If you're talking about straight up rapping, bars, skills, that type of shit, young, um, Lloyd Banks wins. Um, lyrics don't matter in 2020. I mean, lyrics don't, at about, this point, hip hop lyrics don't matter to most people, which is sad and unfortunate. Um, it, it, gets, it just really comes down to what you're looking for. You looking for commercial success, or you looking for critical success? And so, uh, I think that's, no. I, honestly, you know, we talking Dipset versus Unit, which I'd rather get to that discussion later. I just think Dipset had more of an impact, and they just have a bigger body of music because when we talk about G Unit. I mean, that's really what we're talking about, 50 Cent, because, you know, outside of him, wasn't nobody really moving. Like, you still had Joel's, he did his thing. Cam did his thing. Um, in there for a minute. Jim like. Jones did his thing for a hot second. I mean, even Hell Rail had a nice little moment. Worst album Y'all cover right. in history of album covers. Th- that's true enough. <laughs> but <laughs> Hey, hey C's, you like the like questions that came out yesterday, two days ago? Which ones? The Iris and Classics. Hell no! Stay, fact, stay made, it. Made, oh, it. He trying. He trying to divert you. See, stay on topic on him. <laughs> no, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. I'm gonna carry the bag in the car. No, we uh, don't get. Don't get mad at me because you turned to a reseller. Dunkston got you converted over selling Travis Scott. Now you're gonna be selling mochas stop. and pad ones. Stop. Ooh. Stop. I'm gonna just say. Uh, as a matter of fact, that made my list this week, but not the list that. Uh, not my top five. I love our top fives. Yeah, speaking of which, let's get right to it. Sneaker box podcast. We just five fives. What? Did we just lose one of our I think we lost Guru? Uh Fat Five Sneakers for the previous week. So number five, we have the NCAA special edition Adidas Don issue two, the Veal. Decent looking shoe for once. Um you know, I've always said Adidas basketball has always left little to the imagination. Um, 
they've to me never really set the world on fire. So uh, I don't know if this is just a case of when they come out with something decent that is like recognizable because in comparison to everything else, everything else seems so basic or unappealing. Um, for for the most part, I don't really have a problem with uh, what's my man name that these shoes are for? Uh, place for the Utah Jazz. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, um, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. Um, I I do think Adidas has not done him any favors when no. it comes to marketing. Like they came out to Crayola. I was talking to somebody that worked at Foot Locker a while ago, and uh, they came out with the Crayola pack sometime this summer, and they were just sitting on shelves, like nothing to tell you what these shoes were about. There was no type of branding. There was no type of rollout. It was really nothing really to help steer people towards those shoes. And I think if they had put together some marketing, I think kids for the most part would have gravitated to, you know, young kids, the same way they gravitate to the Kyrie's, um, you know, cause they're a cheap shoe. They're decent looking as far as a silhouette, uh, the colorways, you know, it can be hit and miss. Uh, but I think they could have, I mean, marketing does play a role. And I think if they had done a decent job, a halfway job of marketing, I think it could have at least appealed to maybe the younger demographic, maybe not to me, you, or anybody else on the show, but I think the younger kids might have gravitated to it. And I just kind of feel like that was just one of many missed opportunities from Adidas basketball. I wish the Adidas marketing team would post their Zoom so I could see what the fuck was going through their heads. I'm telling you, I would love to be a fly on the wall for a lot of these meetings because it's like, what are y'all thinking? It's like, yeah, we we have so much potential. How can we just completely throw this away? Yeah, I, I don't understand it. And my whole thing is, um, having talked to these brands and even met with some of these brands, is like you realize when you talk to some of these people that they have no clue because they're not involved in the sneaker community. They're not involved in sneakers. A lot of people work at Adidas, Nike, or wherever just to pad their resumes so you they can move Nike. on to other things oh, that they God. want to do. Huh? You got the Nike employees buying Nike and the Adidas employees not knowing left from right. Basically. So, you know, got a lot of things going on that don't really make it good for us, the consumer. I just um, think when it comes to Adidas basketball, that maybe they might want to go to the route that they tried going to, what was that, about 15 years ago, where basically they said they weren't going to do signature shoes anymore. They were just going to do all like Adidas team shoes for everyone. What was that, like a few years ago? I feel like that was like four or five years ago, right? No, I think it was a little bit longer because I remember that's when they had Tim Duncan and uh, oh. I, the main person I remember is Tim Duncan. I think Gilbert Arenas was around at that time. And it's just, feel- you know, if if they're not going to do their signature athletes any justice in terms of having a signature shoe, why even do it? Like, I feel like they were I feel like they were on to something maybe a few years ago while the shoes, once again, weren't, you know, nothing to call home about. I felt like their collection of their assortment were decent. And I thought, okay, like, you know, starting off, you got to build on something, right? You might not have a home run, but you might be able to hit a single, you know? So I'm like, okay, you know, you hit enough singles, you know, you might string together some wins. And so uh, that's what I was looking at, but then they just kind of fell off to me. And I, I mean, the only thing that was really been moving to me is the Danes, but I feel like Dane is such a, it's such a unique personality that, you know, I feel like he's going to move shoes in spite of 
you know, I, I definitely feel like if he was with Nike, he'd definitely be moving more units than he is now. Uh, and that's not me just being a Nike fanboy. I mean, it is what it is. Nike is the biggest brand in the world for a reason. So, uh, or a biggest shoe brand in the world for a reason. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. But man. I mean, but, but I mean, these are decent. But look at, but look at having somebody like James Harden. Hold on. And Did we lose. I mean, oh my God. They've given us the same shoe for the last, what, four years, essentially. They change minor things here and there. That's and what I'm saying. They do so little to be able to tell the story or create any real meaning behind why right. as we as consumers should go out there and go buy that shoe. And they started off so strong. If anybody's been listening to our show for a while, you will know like I had nothing but good things to say about the Harden one because um, – from what I know, from what I gather, like they worked with him hand in hand to kind of put together that shoe. Like the traction on the shoe was based on <clears throat> um, them mapping out his movements on the court, and you know some type of algorithm they was able to put together to make that design. And so I thought that was dope. You know, like the colorways, and while it wasn't like the greatest looking, you know, it's not going to be on anybody's top five sneakers ever. But I thought it was a good start. And then from there, it just progressively gotten redundant. And it's like, dude, like, and, you, and I hate to belabor the point, but you look at a Jordan. While they might carry on some features, like the Air Jordan 3 and the 4, right? Like, they carried on the back tab and the, uh, you know, other features um, that are similar. The 3s and the 4 are still a distinct-looking shoe apart from each other. And, you know, nowadays, these these uh, these signature sneakers, they just seem to just be you know, uh, you know, whatever the previous version was with minor adjustments and they don't really set themselves apart from that. So to me, it just becomes, it's like remixing the same song over and over again. Like even though you put a different beat to it and the hook might change a little bit, it's essentially the same song, same lyrics, same person singing it. And, you know, I want to hear something new. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there's only so many times I can hear the Macarena. And, you know, I just kind of feel like Adidas, as far as the heart line is concerned, it's like they're giving us the Macarena, the Macarena remix, and then the remix to the remix. And just like, dog, come on, enough. Give us something. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a signature line. It should tell a story. That's what Jordan's did. Like, wherever he was in that particular point of his career, the shoe reflected that. And that's why the designs, I think, carry on like if you look at it from the one to whatever 35 or does it look at the shoes that he wore right one through 14 they tell a story um and so i don't know i don't know even, I don't wanna... even the even the curries tell a story they start off being bulky and then they get just get sleeker and uglier that's the story that they tell man I, I'm, it's funny because he got his own brand and i you know i shout out to him i don't want to sound negative but i'm not holding my breath it's under armor it, it's just I'm looking at his new Curry, you know, and I'm like, if you're going to build a brand off of that, you know, because at least with Jordan, he had a, not only did he have a track record, but uh, I believe uh, the Air Jordan 13 was officially the first Jordan under the Jordan brand. Like that was one to me, one of the greatest Jordans ever. So that's a good launching pad you know, <laughs> to build a brand on. I'm looking at his Curry's. I'm like, you might have had like one hot Curry that people was excited about. And at the most, people have been eh. With everything else, uh, and you know, you're talking about building a brand. I mean, what else? I, I feel like Under Armour has nothing to lose at this point. So why not? Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not. 
I'm not going to be anybody. I don't think anybody's going to be lined up to get the new curtains anytime soon. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, everybody else loves <laughs> I mean, curries. I'm, I mean, that's just the response you're going to get about a curry. I, I, exactly. Dead <laughs> What'd you say, Ducks? Are we still doing the top five? Yeah, I know, right? Like, we've been stuck on five for like the last 20 minutes. Uh, number four, four, we have the Nike Women's. Number four, we have the Nike Women's Dunk High Varsity Purple. There you go, Dunks. You got some Dunks on the list. I like yeah, it. He, he just wanted to hear his name in there. That's all. Yeah, I know. Yes, I mean, Dunks are hot right now. I do like the fact that. Um, I do like that purple translucent sole on there. Like, as simple as that sounds, it feels like it gives that shoe some character. I don't know. Something about that shoe I like. Well, I mean, I'll say this. In terms of it being a women's, I'm just happy that they didn't do uh, what they tried to do previously with the dunks. And I think, no, what they tried to do with the dunks, when they tried to throw, like, the wedge heel on all of the women's oh, yeah. dunks and... Yeah. <laughs> It was yeah. just like, it, you don't need to do that. Like, I mean, right. at the end of the day, women I'm like pretty sure. Too. Yeah, women like wearing sneakers, and they like wearing actual sneakers. They don't want to necessarily wear, you know. Uh, <laughs> women's sneaker dress shoes. Yeah, like, I don't think that's what they were they were into. So, I mean, mm. thank God they didn't go that route. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see if they, it'd be funny if that was initially the idea. And then, you know, in the course of them having their meetings, they were like, nah, we're not going to go that route. Um, like I said, once again, to be a fly on the wall for like some of these meetings would be, I just think, very interesting. Uh, but anyway, number three, and I'm so glad this store did this with this shoe. Number three, we have the Airdrop Merchant for Manila. I'm glad. So apparently the store was like, you got to wear these shoes out the store now. With only 150 pairs made, that's not going to stop anybody from paying high dollar for these. Um, but because yeah. I think StockX doesn't sell you shoes, right? So they're listed. Yeah, so they're still listed on StockX, though, right? Yes. Because you got to figure, right? Like they walk to the store, ain't that much dirt getting on the store, you know? And then you just walk into your car, so it's not, you know, I don't know where the store is located and what type of landscape is around the store. As far as you walking from the door to the parking lot, but I'm gathering it ain't that much dirt on the shoes, so they probably went right to their car, took them off, went home, cleaned the bottles off. Um, I mean, I like the idea of the store saying you gotta wear these out, but uh, and then wasn't yeah, that ain't. at an actual uh, uh, Jordan brand store? Yeah, now, I've never been to Manila, so I don't know if anybody, if one of our listeners, either has been to Manila or lives in Manila. But what is it about this Jordan story that, you know, they got this type of special release? Yeah, that show was dope. I mean, it was. I'd, I'd love to see what it looks like in hand, just to kind of like see like the different materials on it. But I mean, from the uh, from the photos, it, it definitely looked. Uh, it, it looked it looked pretty legit, it looked pretty cool. I yeah. I just want to know why Jordan Brand decided to make this super limited the way they did. Like, cause that's such a, just think about it. We get so many of the most redundant colorways. Um, I, I just don't get why when they come up with a unique colorway, like a green floor, they don't make that more general of a release than they do. 
Like how many we'll times are you gonna we'll be think less? about it? We, you you come on now. We know what Jordan Brand is gonna do with this, and like we'll say yeah. what maybe three years. We're gonna yep. get kind of like the more nation, not nationwide, but the more worldwide release of it, and they're gonna end the up. Materials won't be as good. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Come on now, we've seen we've seen this story know. before. <laughs> You're right. I don't, you know, I just like, dude, like, whenever y'all come up with something dope, y'all do stupid stuff like this, where it's like, oh, we're gonna make it hell limited. Okay, well, <sighs> okay, that that's great for the 150 people that were able to get there. For the rest of us, you know, it's like I don't get it. I, I, yeah. Honestly, I think the brands and this this is a whole other subject, but I just think the way they're marketing shoes and the way they're trying to create false demand and hype for their product, I think they're so short sighted because I think long term that's going to do more damage than good. I think I think after a while people will get enough and going to move on from sneakers. And at that point, what do you do as a brand? Because Manufacturing hype ain't gonna do it no more because a lot of people just tired of the bullshit. They're tired of resellers. They're tired of the resale resale price. They're tired of having to scramble and fight just to get a pair of shoes on a Saturday morning. Gotta get a buy. So what do you do then? Huh? You gotta get a buy. I'm saying, but if people get to the point where it's like, I mean, people gonna get to the point where it's like, wait a minute, I gotta get a bot now. I gotta, you know, like at some point, people are gonna get tired of having to. Jump through hoops to get your shit, to buy your product. If they got to go through all this trouble to buy your product, they might just say your product not worth it at some point and just move on. Like I know for me, as somebody who has loved sneakers his whole life, I'm getting to the point where it's like, man, I don't need these shoes. Well, I mean, but you, but you also in the, uh, you know, you famous now. You an influencer. Oh my god. You you you've been you've been knighted by uh, Nike. Uh, no. <laughs> I missed that Jordan, ceremony. And Jordan brand. <laughs> when when you excited. opened up, when you opened up those jubilees, it's like a light. It's just like <laughs> the light shine from out the box. <laughs> this dude said I've been knighted. Like I don't even. Wow! Yeah, I can't even you get it. You get it. You been, up. You been feel knighted? Ah, ah! See what I did? Man. Ah, ah! That was that. You know what? I'm gonna give you points for that. That was slick. I don't know if you came into the show with that or if you just thought of that thought yeah, of that at the top of your head. Yeah, I'm, I'm something tells me he's been working on that since our last show. Man, um, I've been working on that for about three months. <laughs> but, you know, clever is clever. You know, I hey, can't do nothing but tip my hat to that. Um, let's see, number two. We have the Air Jordan Retro Wine High OG Black and Gold. Um, I think I, these are sexy. I think these might be one of the sexiest ones. These are nice. Um, and the fact that I'm able to kind of collect the set or finish the set, because, you know, I got the gold toes. I'm one of the few people with the uh, JBC ones from 2013. And then to have these kind of finish off that set. Now, I don't have the mids from, was that 2003? <clears throat> was that when it was? I mean, you would know better than better than I would. We no, Jumpman would know better than I would. Well, of course. I know he has his pair still. So, um, well, you don't have a you don't have a low top gold toes, so you haven't completed. This don't count. I don't count those. <laughs> I feel like I don't count those. like that because when we talk about like ones, like to me, if we if it ain't an OG high one, then I, I you know 
That's like me saying when we count the KOs. Like nobody counts the KOs when we talk about Jordan ones. Like if Jump, you're Jump Man the, does. Well, yeah. If you're trying to tell the full story of Jordan ones, yes. But when we're talking specifically about Jordan one silhouettes, you know, most people are usually sticking to the OG highs. So um, the so the so the OG lows don't count, huh? Nope. I'm saying, well, no. To me, they don't. Trash to me. I mean, now if you no look, I'm not saying that you can't count it. Like I ain't saying you know, I'm not saying you're wrong for counting. You asking me what I'm counting? I'm just talking specifically OG high ones. That's why I don't count the mids. That's why I don't, you know. And I know the mid craze right now. And look, if you like mids, fine, that's on you. I just what bothers me about mids is Jordan. That was Jordan Brown's attempt to. How do I want to say it? Yeah, how do you want to say this? Cut corners, make a bad kind of. It was like you know, like okay, we know you guys with the ones. We trying to extend the line, so we're gonna come out with these mids. And it's like, just give us OG high ones. You know, this is at the time where they were trying to separate themselves from Nike, so they were trying to be their own brand. And so I think that was part of their way of um, trying to distinguish themselves as you know coming out with these mids. And it's like, just give us what we want. Like we want OG one highs. Nobody asked for these. And for like the longest time, nobody wanted them. And now there's this huge craze over it, which, you know, I don't know if it's hype or if people just legitimately are like, these have better colorways. I will say, I do think Jordan brand experiments more with the, um, the Jordan 1 lows or the mids as far as like colorways and color blocking. Mids are only selling out in small sizes. Like you, like they'll sit on shelves size 10 and up. Hmm. So to put perspective on who's buying them. You know? Exactly. That lets you know. People with smaller no one, no one that I know is rocking mids. With the exception that Chateau Mids on Rouge or whatever, those are fucking sick. Right. Yeah, I don't, I, oh my God. You know, I, I just thought about what you just said. No, they're not. But I'm glad you like them, though. Uh, <laughs> but these yeah, I thought are, you liked these... that. Didn't you like that blue to great uh, mid Who? dunks? I thought I would like it for resale, and they they kind of flopped. I like I like that he put something on the heel. That was kind of cool. If I had to see an ex, there'd be a little. They actually did that with those military Jordan One mids back in the day. They put some on the heel and the baseball ones. That was like no, six. Was that, guru, the guru just reappeared. Yeah, yeah Eugene, uh, <laughs> Gene I mean, Bot he, knocked me. Gene Bot knocked me off the chat, so I had to come in you know, after like four <laughs> nights to come back in. Hey. <laughs> I wish I had a box. <laughs> I got Bro, it. I will get a box. Guru just reappeared like Christ. Wow, no, I ain't that's blasphemous. <laughs> that's yeah, the whole podcast is about to get struck by lightning. Don't say that. He did though. Oh wait, so um, are you you held you held up your King Arthur sword that you got knighted from, and he came back <laughs> down, huh? Not at all. <laughs> Actually, I just shook up two Pepsis and used them for a time machine. Wow. And number one? Well, I don't want to say Guru. I just want to hear Guru's take on these Jordan 1s real quick. Uh, Jordan 1 mids? Yeah. No, 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 no. Jordan 1, the black and gold joints that drops. Oh, I got them. I like them. Yeah, I like them. So which ones? I mean, so real quick, out of the patent leather black and gold colorways, which ones are the best as far as look? I don't care about the resale uh, or how limited. Uh, I probably have to say the ones you got 
fur because they were first, and they got the jewel wing logo on the side. These didn't. I thought they would have it. No, no, those don't have a jewel. The ones you had don't. No, no, you're talking about the uh, mids. Oh, the mids. Yeah, I have to say the the ones you got. I have the ones you got, then the ones that just came out, and then the mids I put third. I'm actually surprised you. I'm gonna say the gold toes. Oh, the gold ones. Oh, gold toes. Gold toes is nice. With complex cons or the other ones. The, the general. No, okay. no, no, no. The, the the more general release, not the complex. No, the general release. I, I thought those were those are probably my favorite as far as the black gold and black and gold patent leather colorways. But I thought this patent leather on this shoe was probably some of the best patent leather they put on the Jordan in a while. We'll see. I haven't got my pair yet, so yeah, yeah. We'll see. Uh, and number one, this might come as a shocker, but I don't care. Uh, the Puma Select Future Rider Nintendo NES. These are dope. <laughs> These are. I didn't get a chance so to see cold. those. These are so cold. I want a pair. I know they probably didn't come with my size, but still. These are dope. And I watched Puma just pull up the, the Lambo. Oh, Super, oh Mar- Super Mario. What? Super Mario going to come through a, 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 a little green tunnel with a mushroom, and it's going to have your uh, shoes in it. As hey. long as they give me the Cardi B treatment. As long, long as it's... Hey, uh, a Super Mario theme park coming in Japan. I heard about that. I mean, I... Not surprised at all. I can't yeah. find Nah, you I'm trying to go. go. Yeah. Kobe go? Part Kobe Part Three gonna be over there. That's out of control. <laughs> you talking about foul? He blasphemous you with the racial slurs. <laughs> who who said racial? You talking about him? You're talking about the, the the Japanese part gonna be Kobe Park. I mean, if you get enough people together, I mean, that's just no. Nah, you talking funny. about because it started over there in Asia. It started in China. So who's being racist? Uh, who? Uh, I don't know. Who me? I'm not being racist. (laughs) (laughs) Probably being racist. You assuming that you're racist? I said what I said about that thing. Easy fact. (laughs) You gonna double down? No, I'm just saying. I I left my remarks back in what that was what last year, wasn't it? Yeah, 2000. Yeah, that was and that was the beginning of our negative comments as far as us being racist. I didn't. I was incited in those. I was not in those. They didn't say nobody's name, but we know what he's talking about. No, how? How do you know what you're talking about? How did you say something racist? Guru, if you're the only person that said something racist that episode, who else were they talking then about? When they, go to say, when they go to say these people were racist, I wasn't listening. Oh, my God. Number one. That's why you gave me the same name, right? Because I wasn't listening to the negative comments. No, they, they gave me the same name as a way to be sarcastic. What did you say? Though? It was, because I was actually factual. I wasn't listening. <laughs> what did you say, Ducks? Back to back to that Puma sneaker and Mario. Yeah, uh, I'm just really excited for Mario World. That's all. <laughs> I thought you already said that. Break the news. I'm just over there looking like Mr. Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> the Matrix. I'll take it. He looks more like Trinity than uh, Neo right now. But hey, no, from Mario World to to Complex Con, they're doing Complex Land or whatever online this week. Kind of I don't know how that's going to work because Complex was attractive being able to go. Since you can't go, why are you trying to do it online? Uh, yeah, Bro, I'm not I, trying to tune in and so watch. You, tr- you, you couldn't get in line for a shoot in person. You think you're about to be able to get in line for a shoot online where all the bots and Oof. stuff coming out like it's Independence oh Day? 
Well, on top of that, like, what what are you actually going to see that's going to be worth it in terms of you going online for? Don't answer that because Gene gonna use his bots to, to say whatever. Oh, say. cut it out! <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how a bot works. Yes, you do. Cool, I. You know, I right? that's okay. That's how you sold your sixes. I'm not selling with a bot. That's how you got your sixes. <laughs> You see that big old box on his right shoulder? That's where he keeps uh-huh. his box set. <laughs> right. Okay. Every year it's been getting significantly worse. Um, price goes up, less people come. Last year, VIP didn't even sell out. More and more vendors have been pulling out. Nike doesn't even go undefeated, said they'd never go back. You get what I'm saying? But now that it's online, I feel like more stores are getting involved because there's really no risk. So, but, but my thing is, what's the appeal? Like, what am I supposed to be tuning in to see? Uh, the appeal to me is I don't really have shit else to do. I'm not that excited. I love comedy. Be, you, literally, you have to have more <laughs> oh, Wow. You know there's other things you can do besides hop on Complex. Wow. You know, like I, feel, I feel like I have to. Hey, look, I, I, I know for a fact I, Complex is going to love that endorsement from you right now. Man, I'm stuck with you guys, so. Like, why why, why go to Complex Con? I don't have nothing else to do. Like, you have to be bordering prison to want to tune in to Complex Con. When it's in person, it, I do look forward to it. You know, I'll, I'll plan it six months in advance. Well, why don't you do like a sneaker con? Like, just let it go. Like, just start it back up when everybody can go. Like, that's what you should do. Like, take a, just, you're going to take an L on it. Like, basketball, NBA, sports, like NFL, I mean, some NFL, and some NBA, but you just can't go right now. You're going to wait till it gets safe to open back up and just come back right. out twice as hard. So, I mean, I mean my thing right now is. My thing right now with a lot of those, you know, with things like that, what sponsorships do they even have to even be able to put it on properly? Well, I know like, they're just going to Google, if, Google ads. <laughs> exactly. <more> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know, uh, what's the high end? I can't think of it right now. I think Dior or one of them, Gucci, whoever, I don't know. One of them is supposed to be accomplished. Some, some people you can afford. Wow, you can afford them too now with your bots. Still the richest. Yeah, y'all just gonna y'all just gonna keep going. I'm telling you, you reselling your sixes was like the gift that kept on giving. (laughs) (laughs) All right, because I knew Dunst is gonna jump on you the first opportunity he got. No, I'm proud. Uh, Wow, he said like he's your father or something. He birthed you. It's like he's Eminem your logic. Like, it's just... Dunk. No, Eminem the Bazaar. Eminem the Bazaar. What the I hell? Actually, I'll take that back. Eminem and Royce. You know, you bad bizarre. is evil. You know that? Yeah, bad what kind is of shit Eminem and Royce. He calls you Bazaar. No, 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 no. Bruh. No. Heart and Coco beware. Dude called you Bazaar. I at least called you Logic. He said Bazaar. Uh, logic is... Logic's not even a brother. So... But he's a, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. surprised. I didn't know. I, I thought maybe. But no, I mean, I'm just saying, it's a jump 
I mean, I can I can understand you not going with logic, but there's a lot of rappers you could have named before. You I'm gonna have to go for somebody that was on Shady Records. I wasn't gonna call him Proof because Proof was passed <laughs> away, so I wasn't gonna call him that. So I called him, call him Rice. You could have called him Corrupt. You could, I mean, not Corrupt, I, but uh, yellow. <laughs> definitely Dog Pound. You mixing up your crews. Yeah, no, I, I meant to say uh, Caniva. Who's Caniva? He's on D12. He was the uh, producer. As Mr. Uh, Porter. There's a lot of names you could have said. He said bizarre. <laughs> Go get your shower cap. You <laughs> just got a song called Bill Cosby. It's pretty fucking hilarious. Say what? He's got a song. It's either Pill or Bill Cosby. It's like a recent thing he put out. Who? Uh, bizarre? Yeah. His solo career is not doing so He well. still makes music? Yes. Yeah, I know. You're the only one listening. Bruh. He's got a sign of too. You're the only, so you're the only one listening, and you'll be the only one at Complex Town this year. Yes. Basically. He was the only but one no, in I, person. I agree with <laughs> <laughs> I agree with Guru though. If you looking to get a shoe, I mean if you thought it was hard getting shoes in person at Complex Con, imagine trying to go on a website with all especially nowadays. <sighs> Trying to get through Gino and anybody else getting the using a box? I don't know. We ain't got no chance. I was pissed, man. What was the last shoe I tried right. to get? What was the Kobe? Oh, yeah. That Bruce. Gino, all Gino's gonna do is buy a bunch of shoes that he's like gonna no longer want in like a year or two. Yeah. I'm done doing that. That's what I said. The <laughs> sixes was it. I thought you liked them. Bro, you said you was feeling them. I when did. They came in. No. Hey, is, I, is that I, your I cover story, Gino? Time is that your cover story? I really, I really did like them. Like when they when they came in, I was like, man, these are way better than what I thought they were going to be. I liked all the my problem too. <laughs> no, you The problem, the problem was, was every time I looked at that shoe, especially probably it was probably a situation with COVID because we're not going anywhere. So it's like hey, I'm everyone, looking at this shoe on COVID in 2020. That's bullshit. But I mean, but, think okay. about it. If I got this, if I got this shoe that and I'm not gonna sit up here and say I paid a boatload of money for, but I got this shoe where it's like I don't want to put that shoe on just to run to the grocery store or just to go get a haircut. Like I don't want to do that. I want to wear it somewhere. We're not going Bro. nowhere. So okay, what you can say that about any shoe though in your yeah. collection? Why, <laughs> why? Why? Put it this way. I'd rather I'd rather get rid of it to be able to get money to get something else that I know I'll, I'll actually wear. And I'll just wear it whenever. I so right, would so you have gotten rid of that shoe if it didn't have a resale market? Yeah, I've gotten rid of plenty of shoes that, that have no resale. Like, All right, so here's two things. I didn't, I didn't sold, I didn't, sold, I didn't got rid of Paul George's that I had because I'm like, I'm never gonna wear I mean, Paul George's. That's understandable. Paul George's George's that he has. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but but, no. but what I, but what I'm saying is, is it's not the situation of just because of the quote unquote high resale value of the shoe. It's just this legit shoe that I'm not gonna wear anymore. I got right, rid so of my this, black infrared sixes because I'm like I'm this, not gonna wear my black infrareds anymore. How many shoes have you been? Yeah, why don't you just sell all your shoes? And you know you ain't gonna be going nowhere then. No, I said the shoes that I know exactly. for sure I'm never gonna wear. <laughs> I said nah, the shoes for sure I'm never gonna wear. My favorite part in all of this is looking at Dunks and how happy he is. Just as he's over there, like yo, because he's always catching. He's always the redhead stepchild of the show. We always beat up on him. So I know he's enjoying us. You look like oh, dude of Suicide Squad with that smile. Yes, he is like he's so happy now that you are the one getting jumped on this episode. I, you can see it. Look at his face. Yeah, he could not be happier. Put put it this way: 
all of y'all know it's the difference between reselling and having something that you like, eh, I just know I'm not going to want it. I might as well get it. But here's the problem. I don't know if that's just your cover story where you buy stuff and you say, I bought it when I liked it and now I don't like it no more. And we don't know how many other Travis Scott's you done bought and flipped. Exactly. I only bought Mm. one. That we know of. I got that one. I got that one. I didn't expect it. Because you used your bot for the first time. (laughs) The bot. Don't try showing me that bot stuff before. I'm looking, I'm like, it look like foreign language. Work. Like I don't, I don't know how it works. Apparently, it works. Some of them are simple, some are complicated, but we could find one for your skill set. But Gino figured it out though. <laughs> Dang, <laughs> he said he got bots for dummies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're gonna have to trademark that and let's put that book out. Uh, man. Hey man, I want my. Hey man, I be I be coming up with these names. I want my twenty percent tango. Hey, look, Gino. Strong Caesar. If you're not collectible, you're not collectible. Gino, imagine us being on a road trip and stuck in a car together. Like this would be hilarious right now. Oh, this would be great though. Yes, this would be hilarious. This would be one. But see, if we if we were on a road trip, I'd still have my Travis's. Because I say, yeah, because you're trying to sell them somewhere. You want to uh, so you only sell them because you can't go on the trip. We're gonna go on a road trip. He'll just fly and meet us there with the resale money. Exactly. He's yeah, going to buy yeah, the exactly, airplane yeah. tickets. Private jet I mean, from his Air Max. He says, probably Air Max in that box, too. You got Air Max and Travis Scott and the sneaker kind. Man just doesn't let us use it. Damn, you know you holding out? Yeah, I mean, you, you have know. a Pepsi jet. Follow <laughs> on as we speak. <laughs> you can see this Pepsi blue plane land on the tarmac. That'd be gangster. That would be. I ain't mad at yeah. you if you did it though. I'm just right, mad I'm that you to... tried to. I'm just mad that you gave Dunks all that stress about being a reseller, only to turn out to be one. They, they said you would be the people that be hanging. And then, the and then wait a minute, time, time out, <laughs> time out. Between all of us, I'm the one that gave him the least amount of stress for being a reseller. Nah. What? Look, yeah, no. Just because, look, just because you alternate between, just because you alternate between criticism and slam dunks every other week, don't mean you ain't getting one. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely was on the least amount of criticism for being a reseller. I I question his motives. I'm like, why would you do this and not do that? Why would you do that and expect this? Like, I question you went straight for the comments. Yes. See, I would say this. Guru consistently criticizes him. We already know Guru. Between Guru and Jumpman, they give him the most criticism. Right? You, on the other hand, depending on the week, because there was a week where you was talking all that resale stuff, and then when you he could get you a shoe that you wanted. I'll never forget that episode. Oh, I mean, did, did, did I get yeah. the shoe? But the fact that you did it, the fact that you laughed at all his jokes, sat right next to him, Come on, huh? man. That was entertainment value for the show. Man. That was sad. That was sad to watch. I ain't trying to use the show. Oh, my goodness. That was entertainment value for the show. So for Gino, yeah. let's change the topic. I know. Oh, see, that, that's a good friend. See, he feels so bad for you. He was like, man, you know what? No, that's that's a slam dunk moment right there. I'm going to let y'all do it. Just for camaraderie. Go slam. ahead. Ah, uh, see, ah, uh, Dino, you know, uh, Dino, this one. 
That's ridiculous. Oh man, that's funny. Too funny. Anyway, um, speaking of bots, though, apparently people at Nike are using bots. So what they do from time to time is they'll, they'll obviously, you know, not every shoe sells out. I don't care how limited it is. There's still some stragglers, right? So Nike collects those, and they either end up in outlets if there's enough pairs, or they sell them amongst their employees via their employee store or whatnot. So um, they give their employees the heads up. Now, mind you, I thought this was kind of funny that they laid off a million people and then they did this, but um, they did this thing where they were going to allow their employees through their own employee store to pick up on these pairs. And as soon as the pairs went up on the website, they were sold out just like we see sold out on Sneakers app every Saturday. And apparently Nike has found out that employees were using bots. And so now they're going through and doing some type of security sweep or something. There's something I want to add to that because that's proper yeah. procedure. That sounds right. They hire yeah. a Tommy like hundreds of thousands of dollars a year for bot protection. But what, what, what everyone's not talking about and what everyone's overlooking Nike has high, like high up employees that purchase these bots because they have to figure out how to block them. Like Nike, we've caught Nike employees in bot discords asking how they work, like running the software, buying the keys. Um, Mm -hmm. And then they literally share it with their IT team. And that's how they push an update. Bot developers push an update, but there's no way they can beat it without knowing the software. So not Nike introduced their employees to bots is my point. No, I mean, there's an element of that. I agree with you. Just like casinos hire um, people that, you know, know how to cheat the game so they can also catch other cheaters or how the FBI hires hackers to catch other hackers. Um, so I get that part. But this doesn't sound like that instance. This sounds like a situation where the employees, because if you talk to enough employees, one of their biggest gripes is they can't even get the shoes that they make. Like they're part of these design teams that they work within Nike Sportswear, Jordan brand, wherever, the, whatever the department is. And they can't even get the shoes. And so here they are like, bet, you know, they thinking, okay, this is only through the employee portal. So, you know, only, so they're probably looking at it like, okay, I only got to battle other employees, which narrows down the field. You know, they, they got to battle me, you or anybody else out there. So a lot of people would probably like, drooling at the mouth, waiting to get pairs that they've been waiting all year to get just to, I guess, hit the wall that we, you know, us normal people face on a damn near every release now. And so I thought that part was interesting. I just thought it was like, okay, so now y'all know how we feel. So maybe, just maybe, they'll do something more about it because now you go on the sneakers app, there is no way you can tell me that Somebody that there are bots, bots out there right now manipulating the sneakers app. This is no way. Shoes are selling out faster and quicker than they ever have. You can't tell this year. This year, people laid off more people laid off than any other year in the last three or four years. You mean to tell me people are spending more money this year? Nah, nah. Mm-mm. That's mm, some some something ain't right. So then, let me ask you this: Then with that, what do you think? Do you because I know the one solution that you've brought up before is why don't they just produce more pairs, right? That or do like some of these other websites do where, you know, you got to answer a question or you got to like 
pick, you know, like they have the pictures of like, you know, which picture has a, a truck oh, in it. No, the capture can't stop us. Did you just say us? Botters. Oh my god. Oh. Oh. You heard what he said, man. You can't stop him and his crew. Let's check it out. Him and Gino. I'm not part of us. But us, did you mean you and Gino? His data dome. And it's getting tough. It's almost like. It's not just click the fire hydrant, click the bus. There's always going to be three of them, by the way. But Biodome now is making like, oh, oh slide the puzzle piece in here. And that that's tougher, but um, bot developers will still get past that. So I would say this. Do, do something. I, I feel like there's a way to do it. I mean, ask a question. or yeah, question. You know, how, yeah. I mean, like maybe my, ask a question. My, my solution that I think they should do is I think they should take more advantage of the Shock drops and actually do them as shock drops and maybe just stagger them out. I mean, at the end of the day, the product's gonna I mean, sell that out. Is, the problem that is, ain't no more shock drops because everybody mama knows about them at this point. But, hey, check this out. In terms of other ideas, you are you guys familiar with the concepts to duck and dunk that just dropped? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I know yeah. yeah. Concepts yeah. did a high top dunk that came out recently and no, no bots hit. And the reason was on the concepts website that all the bots are ready for, they dropped a link to a brand new website they made just for that shoe. Uh, I had seen anything like that, and I was pissed. But I like I applauded, like it worked. No, no bots got yeah, it. Yeah, but the problem, but the problem is exactly what you said before. Eventually, the developers are going to figure out a way to be able to beat that, right? Well, that's a, yeah, well, but that's a, that's the evolution of work to make a website for every shoe drop, I guess, but. Uh, I mean, what's the saying? You, know, you, you build a better mousetrap, you make a smarter mouse. Okay, so now that now that the mouse has gotten smart, it's time to build a better mousetrap <clears throat> and continue that evolution. Um, I mean, and, more pairs is a simpler way because the reason people only going for bots, most of them, and I'd say about seventy five percent of people who have bots is for reselling purposes. So if you flood the market, I say ten, they're not gonna go after the shoe because. There, it's, it's like okay, I'm not really gonna go with this shoe because it's not really gonna sell. No, it's too many pairs around it. One thing that would discourage a reseller is flooded shoes, or it's too many pairs, or like so that would now say, you know, what, I'm not going up to the shoe. I'm gonna go up to level. But if numerous shoes are flooding, and then they buying them, and then they can't get them off, or they have to sell them at box price just to break even, here, that's here, gonna start discouraging some of that. You know the bread Yeezy 350s, the black mm-hmm. Yeezy. As much as you guys hate Yeezy, is that's one of the best selling mm-hmm. Yeezys of all time. Can't deny it, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's black. Well, the, this black and real. Go ahead. Listen. Anyway, they sell for eight hundred to twelve hundred. They're about to restock in a week. Five hundred seventy-five thousand pairs are being made. That's beyond a gr. Anyone who wants them can get them. But resellers, because they know the popularity, are just going to go for more and create that artificial sh- that artificial uh, shortage, and still build <clears throat> this them and you know probably not pull eight eight nine hundred, but probably still make it around five hundred. But that's the point, though. Like, the more impairs you make, the more you, the more you impact that resale market. And so, um, well, that's me, why I like. That's why I like the idea of staggering the drops. Now, because you, you because doing it that way, you kind of PlayStation method. I mean, they still gonna do the no, same. No, no, not not necessarily the PlayStation method. But like I said, think about it. Think about how like uh, the Fire Red Force. Take those for example. They came mm-hmm. out. Was it? Three two weeks ago, and then mm-hmm. the official release date was just this past week. 
if you stagger out the drops, that in itself would help kill the resale value because then if you drop them every so, but it is different from PlayStation for the fact of you you know when it's coming out the actual shock drop because they have been successful in terms of being able to shock drop certain products. You never you never know when it's coming. If you know there are X amount of pairs, think about like what you just said. We all know that there are shoes that are on the sneakers app that when we see that it says sold out, first thing we think, ain't no way in hell that shoe actually sold out. But if but you, you have X amount like of Dunks, pairs, Dunks have told us numerous times when a shock drop was going to happen. So right. I mean, so I mean, that's, you, that's why I said it's not a shock drop. Like you look at <laughs> look at the way. last look at the uh, Jubilee 11s. Everybody in Mama knew when them boys is going to drop because every YouTuber knew posted it on Instagram. Yeah, like it, it was see, like the but worst that's thing what I'm saying. Ever. But but instead of putting more money into trying to create this tighter, even tighter cybersecurity that you should have already had, why don't you put more money into keeping your employees tight lipped? Because you're not going to, yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Give, it, uh, give them the actual pairs. But you give them access to the pairs that they want, then they don't have to go do this stuff. Because that's probably half the reason why they're leaking out the information. About shoes coming out early anyway. Oh well, that would have more motive not to leak out the information because it gives them a better advantage over everybody in general population. I think that as long as you have information, people can try to hack it. So, I mean, you, you can keep it secret. People, well, I mean, look at WikiLeaks. That was a whole bunch of secrets, but you know how that got out? Nobody told. They hacked into it. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's going to be hard with technology and how it's set up and cybersecurity. You want to beef up your cybersecurity. You got to make more pairs. Do you want? I think Nike want more clout than they want more rationalism when it comes to having sneakers in the general public. Because either way, to them, whether you buy buy it or you buy it, it's still sold. It was still a sale. But they make it the problem that they care. They need us, but they make it appear that they care. But here's the thing, though, and we've seen this play out already. We've seen. Remember back, it was a few years ago when Jordan Brand did just that. They made multiple pairs. They flooded the market with the shoes. What happened? They got caught up in the whole Yeezy thing because people were saying Yeezy jumped over the jump man. Not because Yeezy outsold Jordan's, but because they got more likes on Instagram. And that's what they play into. They play into this false value wow. where, yeah, it's all about clout. Where it's like, it's oh, well, people Sneaker like clout. our shit more. Yeah, people are, this is trending more. People get more, this is getting more likes. This is going more viral. And like, none of that shit necessarily equates to to sales because like i said as much as yeezys were outperforming jordan's on instagram jordan's were outperforming them in stores so which one you i know the, the game was terrible when they made more travis scott jordan than they did barclays <laughs> <laughs> i should tell you everything and that's the thing that's 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 the um that's the game now is creating artificial demand this is why you I mean, sneakers started it. This is why you see in PlayStation. I remember the CEO came out a couple weeks ago. We ain't got no more stock. And then we'll come out today. Or there's going to be another PlayStation drop. He's he's not going to come out and undermine their marketing. He knows what he's doing. He knows when he comes out and says, we ain't got no more. All that's going to do is make you want the PlayStations more. And then when they do come out later on and say, hey, oh, by the way, we got some more PlayStations, people are going to run towards that. So that's why when people were talking about, you know, I saw resellers reposting that link. I don't know what you expect the CEO to say. We got more PlayStations because that's going to undermine the demand because people are going to be like, oh, they got more. All right, cool. I'm going to chill off of this release because I know the resellers got that. I'm just going to wait for a future release. Now, most of us who are smart enough to know how this game is being played, we're like, fuck it. We'll wait, we'll wait until next year 
when the hype dies down, when the new system comes out, when they ain't got as many glitches. Um, I don't need an Xbox or a PlayStation right now. People want one right now. And I, I find it funny, too, when I see people like, well, I, I got the new PlayStation. I'm like, all that tells me is you're an idiot that you spent your last $1,500. Because let's be honest, half these people I see talking about, talking about they got the PlayStation don't look like they live in their own house or don't have, you, you know, like, like, like that. I'm just, I'm calling you, you, you went from, you went from sneaker influencer to the department, you over the hood I'm, house. I'm calling it. Cause I'm calling it. Cause you got a lot of people, you got a lot, cause we talk about cloud. You got a lot of people that think spending a lot of money on something means that they have money. And a lot of but times, that's what America most... did. That was called capitalism. <laughs> no, I agree with that's you. What America has done. We with agree everything. on that point. But spending money is not clock like that. Because sometimes you overspending for something doesn't mean that you are special or you that dude or you that chick. It just means you're an idiot that you were gullible enough to fall for whatever marketing that you know came your way, and you was basically conned out of coming out of your pockets. That's what it says to me. I mean, that's a, I mean, that's the purpose of marketing is to get you to spend money. So exactly, but, but, uh, ability, former having, store manager, we had to do that. Like, we, it's just a, that's what it is to get you to spend money. Like, we all had to do like. But that's society but pe- in general, though. Think about it. Think, I mean, think about society in general. You have the bigger. Well, Mikey, Mikey that means you're doing better you to than buy Jordans every year. Yeah, huh? this, this is a perfect moment to remind I'm everyone. Get you to buy Jordans every year. Admitted. But Jordans I want though. Like I'm not out here just being like, oh, I gotta get these Jordans. Let me show off these shit. Like I don't care. Like my black and gold ones. You know how many times I wear them? Not often. And if I was one of these people that was I based do, on that cloud shit, I would be but posting. You went from posting the, you went the, you went from you went from posting the cow and chicken neon down picks to the full body fits with the with the J Nat background. Well, what was that about though? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> but what did that where did that come from though? That came from me posting. I know where it came from. We ain't gonna talk about it. I'm just saying. So, and then what? And honestly, and then on top of that, to on, top, <laughs> on top of that, <laughs> on top of that, I mean, if they if a if a brand is like, okay, we're gonna send you this, and it's something that you authentically like, and they say, okay, we're gonna send you this for free. All we ask is that you post a picture. That's you're part a of that marketing campaign. Yeah, that but that's a trade off though. Like, that's, <laughs> that's different. But that's different. Oh, that's that different. You. That's different. That's yeah. different than saying I'm a limit product to create hype. That that's something totally different. I didn't say they only got like fifty pairs of this jersey. Go get them now, or you know, I got this for fifteen hundred dollars. But aren't you? But aren't you? Cre- aren't you helping to create hype for limited product? There's a difference between getting people excited for a product and manufacturing hype. Manufacturing hype is we made a millions of this system. We're only going to drop a thousand at a time because we want people to go eight shit over it. And then re- and then end up having resellers be the ones who get the bulk of these systems, and then charging you three times the price that they retail for. Well, that, did, that, did, that did that did that did certainly no justice because what it did is that money that one person spent on PlayStation, they could have sold three. So it, I understand it. It is hype. It's clout for the brand, right. but financially, it makes no sense because the exactly. one fifteen hundreds you could have bought five free PlayStation straight from Sony. But brands like hype and they like brand awareness. But also too, when they send you the jersey or something, Steve, you you and you will be the influencer that you are. You getting you oh, encouraging somebody to spend some money. Hey, shout I'm out encouraging to- them. No, what I'm doing is making them aware of this product, and they're gonna choose whether they want that jersey or not. Like I'm not gonna influence. It ain't like if like a Vince Carter. If they don't like Vince Carter and they don't like the Raptors, they're not gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna get this Raptors jersey now because C's got it. You already have to be a fan of that 
for you to know. buy into that. No. Are you I'm sure about you. that, please? I don't know. I'm not convinced. Who am I sure about I'm that? Not I'm not convincing any. I'm not converting anybody. What jersey? You don't like Greg Fink as a basketball player, but you like his shoes. Who? Giannis. Giannis is cool. I was. I ain't like him. Huh? Who said I didn't like him? I've he never cool? heard you spoke on Giannis, bro. I mean, he cool. I don't hate him. I don't dislike cool enough him. Cool to buy the shoe. Yeah, shoe was cool. Oh, that was the oh, second that was one. Was. Nike collab. My bad. That was your Nike the- collab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That wasn't. That wasn't. That that wasn't a collab. That was just gifted to him. It wasn't a collab. That, they yeah. specially made that for him. Oh my god, that was mm. Nike ID, which anybody could do. But I mean, the Greek free one, I wasn't that big of a fan of. Which you, is why you had it. you had C, you had Caesar options with your Nike ID. <laughs> He got he got marine patterns. He got the uh, his shoes came with the four his shoes came with the four jets flying over his house like a football game. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> did, did no service. Hey, dude, the only service he got is his cell phone provider. That's hey. the only service he ever did. That's how they that's how they delivered the shoes to him. <laughs> That's how they delivered the shoes to him. They said, StockX, we're going to show you how it's done. Man. 21 gun salute. You know they did it. He lived far enough. The bullets ain't going to land nowhere. 21 gun salute outside the apartment. Wow. Yeah, like, shoot some of the fireflies down, all the fish flies. I can't even pump gas. It felt like uh, the Prince of Egypt hey, movie. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You, know, you know when you're getting capped on? And you like, mm-hmm. all right, you ain't got no, you ain't got no response. So you be like, I know you ain't talking. And you start picking on somebody <laughs> else. Like I want to be yeah. like, I want to get back to Gino being a reseller so bad. <laughs> <laughs> How about eBay? Let's talk about eBay. All right, let's do it. Uh, so a while ago, eBay mentioned that they're going to be doing authentication because, like as we know, uh, when it's when it's direct seller to buyer, it's more of a risk. Um, yeah. And eBay has had, uh, you know, a, a bad past with fakes. Uh, and now, but have they though? Oh, I, I want to challenge that though, because yeah, they have. There's no I, data supporting that. There's no data, really, data supporting that. I, my thing no, is, I mean, we I don't know buy, we, we know fakes have been on eBay. Like you don't need. Yeah, that. I'm just saying, like, there's not a lot of people coming out like, oh, eBay did me dirty because it's like it's almost like a flea. I don't say like flea market, but it's, a flea it's almost like hey, but yeah. But I'm not gonna dog eBay because eBay's been extremely good to me. I don't buy Jordans well, like Jordans and Yeezys and stuff like that. I would go to StockX or Goat prior to their authentication because right. you know they have a process of doing that. But like LeBron's and some Kobe's, like stuff that if you're really into sneakers, eBay is like it's like the Smithsonian for people who really like sneakers because you're gonna find things that's very attractive that you want that maybe not attractive all to other people. Under the radar. So it's just like, okay, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go. And you're going to get it for great prices. prices. No, so that's what, I mean, the authentication was great, though. Well, the, point, the authentication is for items 200 and up, I believe. Okay. It is. So here's that's my how thing. I found out about my Travis Scotts. But here, oh, my God. Here's the thing. One... I mean, when you say two hundred dollars enough, I mean, let's be honest. That's like what ninety eight percent of the sneakers being sold on it. Um, exactly. Right, right. <laughs> but yes. but I got to say this too, and somebody else said it, and I'm gonna say it again. eBay did not have to do this. They did not have to go this route. I feel like one, you opened up mm-hmm. a, a Pandora's box because now, when you talk about authenticating, 
all it's going to take is a few bad authentications for you to, you know, have some type of knock on your reputation. I think when they stay as ambiguous as just the online flea market, it left it up to you to make your own decisions. I thought business-wise, that was the best one. Two, on the other side of this, though, they did lose a big a big market share or whatever you want to say to StockX and Go, and this is their way of at least attempting to fight back. Whether but, you, well, you, but once here's the thing about that market share. They're not going to get that back just by simply by doing this. Two, because the market is getting too big now. That's what happens when you have competitors. You know what I'm saying? Some of that market share is going to be eaten up. Now, how much of it is going to be eaten up? That depends. But I think with eBay, if eBay was just a sneaker website, then yes, I would be concerned. But with eBay being as big as they are and they sell so much shit, I would not be concerned. Uh, but then two, and I've seen a number of people complain about this, and I'm also going to complain about this. One of the reasons why I don't like going to StockX or GOAT, besides being hacked and all that other shit, is because I don't want to have to wait. I don't want to have to wait for somebody to halfway authenticate my shit. I want my shit now. I hate buying my shit online, period, for that reason. But if I have to, if I have to buy it online, I want my shit now, which is one of the great things about eBay. eBay tells you with authentication when you should get your shit. But that's why they should give you. I mean, I know they tell me that, but I, that still doesn't change the fact that I have to wait. No, no, no. I'm just I saying it's a, it's a support of that point. I'm saying it's a support of that point. That's what makes oh, yeah. me buy. I can get the authentication from another site, but get my shoe faster. It tells me about time frame which I should get it. But I, were, I mean, but I think if they're going to do the authentication, fine. Just give me the option. Like, if I don't know what the fuck I'm looking for or if I don't know how to tell and I'm scared and I'm like, you know, I want these authenticated, I think that should be an option if they're going to do it. And for those of us who know what they're looking for and who know how to, you know, spot fakes and all this other shit, uh, give us the option to have our shit sent direct and let us take on the responsibility. You know, if we say we don't want our oh, shit authenticated... It's kind of indirectly, say hypothetically, right? Because I just did this the mm-hmm. other day. You go search for Jordan 4, right? And it'll just yeah. give you all the posters. They'll have the, the people who aren't getting authenticated and the people who are having authenticated. It has it all listed. You can go to the filter and hit more and go down, and you can hit the button, and it will only show you authenticated pairs that are being authenticated. So it kind of kind of gives you the option. So, I mean, without if you don't want your pair authenticated, it'll be in a normal filter search that you had. But if you just want to see, I want to see whoever's selling these Jordan 4s that are going to be sent through authentication, you can click on it and it will filter that out. Well, they should they should have that more in, like, you know, when you go to buy it, it should be an option there. Like, do you want this authenticated? Check the box, yes. And then it should be authenticated. If you don't, then you take but the But the buyer also, the seller has to also agree to it. That's why. A lot I'm of sellers are agreeing to it. I mean, the seller don't have to agree to shit. Like, if, if me, the buyer, if me, the buyer is going to take on the responsibility of authenticating myself, then the seller should have nothing to say about it other than the price. But if you give them the option, fakes will remain on the market. If you don't give them the option, there will be less fake listings. Fakes are going to... Re- why, are we acting like fakes yeah, are, yeah. why are we acting like fakes are not going to be on the market? I, I, it, it's, no, he says reducing it, like reducing the chance. It's not reducing anything. Getting fake. What, what is it reducing? It won't reduce production numbers, but it'll reduce... I'm talking about as far as the receiving, oh, like the, the amount of peers... But that's my point. This is why you give people the option because if if the, if the whole point is to reduce fakes for people that don't know how to authenticate or who are nervous or apprehensive about making a purchase online, that still gives them the opportunity to say, "Hey, I want my shit authenticated because I don't know and I want to feel safe about my purchase." Fine, but for those of us like me who are like, "Yo, I know what to look for," 
I feel safe in making this purchase. I don't want to wait two weeks for my shit or, you know, three days, whatever the shipping is. Then that gives us the option. I don't want to wait two weeks for some shoes I bought. I guess eBay don't do it because out of 500 Jordan 4 that's posted, not all of them are being authenticated. So they look at it like, hey, you can look at these that are going to be authenticated or you can go with these other 400, 200 that's, that's not why being I said authenticated. That, but that's what I'm saying. That's why the option needs to be when you go to buy it. Because then it's right there in your face. You can choose right then and there. If I'm going to spend this much money on this shoe, I want it to authenticate or I don't. I'm just saying move that move that option. But that would then that would come then sometimes they would that would kind of open the door for being charged with a fee. I would think personally. But they're gonna start charging ideas, the fee. Your, your, your ideas should be more they're not charging a fee right now, but they tell you they tell you that they're going like they're saying as of now there's no fee, which lets you know that some yeah, point but, they're going to but but the pro the problem that I ran into with them is and again this goes back to those trav sixes, which I'm pretty sure y'all get a kick out of it. Is I had them sold on eBay. I had them selected to get authenticated. eBay sends them back saying that saying that they could not authenticate the shoe. Now you're selling. You selling fakes? Oh no! Oh my god! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Got it! Got 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 to just got to just twist and ruin it. No, my 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 beef my beef with eBay is kind of like what was said in the post is. Who are the people that are authenticating these shoes? Because clearly they have no idea what they're doing. Or you're selling fakes. And that is not the case. Oh, uh, I didn't see this one coming, Gino. Boy, I'm sad. <laughs> I know I'm taking my head. Bro. Hey, I mean, I look, all, all three of y'all know that I will not buy a pair of fake shoes. Come on. Now. Do we know that? No, you know that's, that. That's, you won't buy a pair. You won't buy a pair because you got bots because all your pairs are but the ones you're selling. Hey, look, eBay said your shoes. That's why you went hard on me on that Chinese comment. Okay, that's what you hey, do. Chinese comment. eBay, hey, eBay that's said your shit was as fake as a Wisconsin ballot. You know how you know how sneakerheads you know how sneakerheads sellers, <laughs> huh? Mm-hmm. Sneakerheads for the most part look down on resellers. Yes, mm-hmm. it's the same thing with resellers who at least sell real shit, looking down on people like scammers. With wow. Them. That's what you're gonna do. Yeah, I'm That's what you're gonna do. And ironically, good thing I'm not, ironically, good thing I'm not a reseller or a sneakerhead. Ironically, on the zone call, Dunks is positioned above Gino, so he's literally looking down at you right now. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> no, nah, you mean, like according to my butt. camera, <laughs> according to my camera, you like right next to me. So I'm I'm telling you how he's positioned on mine. Everybody looking at yours. I'm looking at mine. But yeah, the eBay thing is going to be interesting. If you looked at your shoes, if you looked at your shoes better, you wouldn't have had them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My shit, one hundred percent legit, real. Come on, man. <laughs> the last thing, the last thing I will ever do. I never buy anything fake. I can't do that. That's terrible. Okay. You you won't buy fakes with yourself. <laughs> Hey, speaking oh of food, did you see Rick Flair's Adidas shoe? Yeah, and it's trash. Who? Rick who? Flair, Rick Flair, the nature boy. I'm talking about that, that, that Damian, Damian Lillard shoe? Yeah, yeah, it's trash. Again, horrible. Adidas don't know what the hell they're doing. Horrible. They could have done so much with that, man. It's Ric Flair. It's not really that hard. But yet, they go out their way to, most, to make the most generic-looking Ric Flair shoe I've ever seen. I think the soul just says, woo. <laughs> That's it. The part that nobody's going to see when you're walking. Yeah. Unless you're laying down with your shoes on. 
Nobody would ever see that. They could have. They could have did the one where they could have had the gold isolate, gold eyelets for the Rolex. They could have had the the alligator skin for as hard time keeping these gators down. Like man, they could have did so much with that, man. Yeah. They could have based it off his robes that he. They could have sent Nature Boy on the hill. Something. The dust bag could have been the robes. They fuck up God. single collab they've had in over everything, all of them. The, but that's what I'm talking about. This is the they have. And this goes just not just for Adidas, but all the brands. They have people there, and Guru Guru will attest to this. Is they have people there that are just there to stack their pad. I mean, uh, stack their resumes where they're just like, you know what? I'm working here for a couple of years, so I can end up working at Nordstroms or wherever they're trying to end up at. And they don't care about sneakers, sneaker culture, and all those other stuff. So, you know, they come up with these basic ass ideas because they don't have any. They just think Ric Flair is enough to move a shoe, and like as if you don't have to actually design it and actually put thought into the design or the color. Well, as if you actually don't have to market it. Yeah, they even market it. They don't market it. Can you imagine? No, I don't know, but I don't know. Do they really want to market this shoe? Because he's gonna tear them up for marketing. Who's gonna pick, who's gonna tear them up? You gonna tear them up for marketing? You trying to get people to buy this over expensive trash shoe? No, if they would have if they would have actually did a decent job. Of marketing, I would have no choice but to say, "Oh, that was dope." I mean, imagine a Ric Flair, like not even like a real commercial, but something you can post on Instagram. You know, like real man shoe, huh? I want a Randy Savage Macho Man shoe. I do too, though. Actually, pull my gay that. Pull my gay that. Pull my gay that. They did that, like yeah. Puma did did that WWF pack. Yeah. They had Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, Clef. Huh? Do they have a collab with Virgil? They should uh, have. Yeah, right. Vince. <laughs> <laughs> on, it on the show. Um, Shout out to Virgil, man. The worst wrestler no. in history. But no, I, I just think eBay. I mean, I, I, I think like, you about Virgil, off white Virgil. Oh, like, that's your man's oh, now? Oh, I'm talking about Gene. I'm like, that's Gene man's now. He's a reseller, so he's friends with Virgil. Yeah. Stop. We're talking about. But, but uh, no, I, I just think eBay. Uh, you know, it's they just got into this, so I figured, you know, a year from now things might, you know, they'll come up with different things. But you know, StockX and, and Goat are here to stay, so I mean, now they're just competing against. StockX got so many fees. Oh my goodness, it looked like long division. Like I was, well, I, I mean, but eBay, <laughs> and it's like but then, tax, not a tax. But that's it. the thing that's interesting with eBay. Are they going to then? Have to go through this authentication process Look with everything. What is dog is that? Like uh, is that the precedent that they're starting to set? What the? What did you say, Gino? Are they going to make everything that has a, a two hundred dollar price point or higher worth authenticating? That's what I'm like, saying. I mean, I just like I just feel like it's a bad precedent to set if you're eBay. You've never had. That's to do why that I said. That's why I said they open up Pandora's box because now you what you're going to do like authenticate Pokemon cards, watches, TVs. Cars, you know, like whatever. And it's like, no, like just y'all were doing just fine. Y'all a billion dollar company. You're going to stay a billion dollar company. They chasing y'all. You're not chasing them. So you see StockX. StockX is becoming more and more like eBay because why? They selling other shit than just sneakers. Now they are doing Pokemon cards. Now they're doing purses. They be doing watches. Craigslist about to come back now. (laughs) Yeah, it's like... (laughs) Oh boy! Yeah, no, 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 no authentication. Back. Well, you had all your women on there. They all, all the brothel listeners. That's what got the Craigslist. <laughs> no, that that was back page. Craigslist still exists. So, what y'all think about that Drake 
Now that Drake is, uh, I guess, he got his own, what was that, uh, Nocta or something? What's the name of that brand? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just tripping on how Dunks just transformed to a dog like the Snoop Dogg video. <laughs> <laughs> My dog, I just But, um, I, I had to step away for a second, but I heard Pokemon. I don't know if you guys know. I got oh that right here. I got Charizard, Venusaur, Blastoise. I'm telling you, they're back. I'm about to be the next Pokemaster. Okay, Ash. Hot <laughs> topic to Ash Ketchum. We're going to tell whatever we have to. You oh, gonna man. be a you, you gonna, gonna be a thirty five? So, 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 so you don't want to you, you got all your teachers from Gino. If listeners got old binders, I'm paying wholesale for them. I'll buy your whole binder. Dunks, I just want you to know, you almost went this whole episode without getting clowned. We were so focused on Gino and him selling yeah, big bears. Yeah, no, oh, I knew it was coming, but I heard Pokemon. I had to grab the Charizard. Oh man, you just can't help yourself. That is ridiculous. Hey, if someone wants to for a Pokemon card, I'm gonna pay attention. No, I ain't mad at you. I'm just saying, you talking about you a Pokemon master? It's like, yeah. Okay. Oh, I see the humor. Remember, like, I, 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 I just remember Pokemon. I've been I remember the dudes here, but it took me months to accept it. And I, I'm watching these people make insane amounts of Pokemon cards. I was like, all right, fuck it, we're gonna dabble. They, they're gonna anyways. Look, to each their own. I'm just saying. So I, why don't you just sell? You might as well sell dope. No, no. Oh, why you? Oh boy, don't give him ideas. I mean, yeah, why money you in that? Bad behavior. <laughs> Thank you. I'm on a self righteous path. Real talk though, Gino was a drug dealer. He'd be selling powder, not cocaine. Ha <laughs> 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 ha The show. That's a good one. I like that one. You're selling, I like selling that fake one. product. I like that one. Hey, hey. That's right now, too, because it's fucking COVID. Man. Shame, I, shame on the crackheads for buying. Yeah, damn. Damn, Gino. But no, so, but this Drake, this Drake brand. Now, the only thing that's interesting to me is I had a conversation earlier with some people at Nike, and they were talking about how they, they blew do you collaborations. Out? No. When they do these collaborations with these, like people like Drake and whatnot. Now, they didn't specifically say Drake's, but the biggest problem is when they do like a collaboration here and there, the problem becomes after that, they want to do something more and they'll say, like, nah, we good. And then that particular celebrity will get mad and throw a tantrum and want to go after the brand. And so that's why they were saying it's kind of hard to do collaborations because they don't know temperamentally who they're going to work with next. And it did make me think about but Drake. Don't remember when, he, when he was talking about leaving, he was talking about going to Adidas. He was kind of taking shots at Nike. And, and then so now to have his own brand. Like you guys bully Gino. Huh? And then you bullied him like you guys are bullying Gino. Wow. What? I get bullied. But, Go ahead. But, uh, and so, but now they were talking, but I'm like, so with him having his own brand now, I'm like, y'all kind of set yourselves up now because, you know, all you're doing is entitling the people that you were just talking about into having those attitudes. Like, if a kid is you don't give them more choice. I mean, if I'm Drake, I'm like, no, don't tell me I'm hard to work with. Well, you didn't work with Charles Barkley. You didn't be like people who've, who've had a an abrasive attitude. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, but, I mean, I mean, that's, again, so that's, that's, that's what Drake. Oh, let me get a black one and a white one and, and put some sparkles on them. 
I, I mean, admit, I mean, do you do you realize Jordan did the same thing? They make a black and white one and a red and black one, and put and put a logo on it. Like every brand, Air Force Ones, like every part of Nike does that with a shoe. I, I mean, you look at look at your collection. I got so many burgundy and wine and gold shoes because that's what they did with LeBron's. I'm perceived all them black and red Jordans because that's what they did with Jordan. So you can't knock them for that. When other brands, I mean, other departments of the brands have done the same thing with other people. I mean, I'm knocking them just from the sense of what I look for in a collaboration. If you all you're gonna do is some basic shit that Nike has already done, then to me that's not really a collaboration just because your name is on it. Um, but but he's you know, a, he he's not brand. a flashy guy though. I mean, like Travis Scott is what a, a flash? Not like a flash. Drake ain't flashy. Travis Scott. No, he's as far as his dressing. No, he's not like amigos or like he wears basic colors, sweatsuits, like black. Like I don't expect his clothes to be flashy. It's gonna be subtle. Travis Scott's a little weird. You know, he got he's jumping off of buildings and things in his shows. Like he wears yeah, his really- t-shirts are a little bit more outgoing. So I expect his collaboration to be a little bit more out there than Drake's. So well, I mean, well, a lot I, of people- I think there's a fine line between basic and flashy. Like there's there's some room, there's some real estate between those two. Those two things, and you know, uh, my whole thing was with the Drake collaborations. It was just kind of like, mm, okay, like I mean, I mean I, as you know, horrible. This appeals to older people. I mean, I guess it, it depends on where you at. I bought his shirt, the Nike shirt he had in the socks. I liked it because it was cool. It wasn't doing too much. I liked it. You know, some people like that are like that. Some people like you may be looking for the the most creativity that they have to offer, pushing. You want to see how creative this artist like, got. Like, I mean, yeah. So I just think of this one, you know, it goes on really your taste. I don't mind his collection because it's not doing too much. It's not subtle. You hated Virgil zippers and zip tags and all that stuff everywhere. No, I hated Virgil because it was pretentious. I was like, all right, man, like after so many shoes, it's, a, it's the same thing over and over and over and over. And that's over because again. they go, they play into it, but they play, that goes to. That's the consumer, not, not us directly, but that's the type of consumer now that is in the market. We sometimes we gotta look beyond ourselves because we know we don't like it. But look at the Yeezy line; they released the same shoe in a different color shade, and it still sells out. We've been but this doing is somebody flashing a flashlight through your blinds, Guru. No, that's just the light outside. <laughs> the police <laughs> raid us. Man, look, no, look like somebody peeking through a window. It's the light. It's light. You could have a bot drone flying over me, you know. So, <laughs> man. But, here's what I'm guru. but here's what I say to you, Guru. Mm-hmm. And I always say this to people: mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, the brand set the menu. All people are gonna do is eat off of what you what you serve them. If you serve them nothing but hot dogs, they're gonna find the best hot dog. But I will say this: if you serve them steak, they might actually choose from to eat the steak over the hot dog. So I mean, you know, while we do have some sway or influence as consumers as to what we get from the brand because if the brands keep putting out bullshit and you keep buying bullshit, they have no incentive to give you anything other than bullshit. And but if you here's here's the thing. Go ahead. I I will say this from when we're when I was at a certain when I worked for a certain store and when they flew out me and like five other managers to a Nike meeting and they asked us we can't Influencer. get the stuff hey, right. What do people nice. like? What do people like and what do people not like? So it's like, and then retailers, what happens is is that they go, the re, the brands that say, this is what's coming out. 
What do you like? What do you think is not going to come around? Mary, they do it with Macy's, different things. So a lot of times, the, the department stores and the like the like Foot Locker, they will say, "No, we'll take this, but we don't think that's going to move or vice versa." You know what I'm saying? So it does come down to because they will ask you, "Is this going to sell? Should we do this or not?" I I think it goes on. Yeah, they do set the menu somewhat, but from what you buy and what is sold, that kind of dictates what they're going to make. No, I, I'm saying that. I'm saying responsibility lies on both sides. And I think you can't blame one side more than the other. I think the brands have a responsibility to not sit there and lazily wait on us to tell them. I think they should, as the company, have some type of direction internally as far as what they decide but to we're, but, I also but think we're that we have the, responsibility. We're not the logo. No, I'm saying, but we also, as consumers, have a responsibility when we don't like something. This is why I get mad when I see people make posts like, oh, these are trash, but they still bought them. Or, you know, this shoe ain't got good quality or it's this messed up on the shoe, but you still bought them or you didn't return them. So I'm like, so you are basically undermining your own voice because all that shit talk, they ain't, listen, they don't give a fuck about you going on Instagram complaining about the shit if they already have your money or if they're going to keep your money, you know what I'm saying, via you not returning the shoe. So my whole thing is you vote with your wallet. And I feel like once- it's, actually it's kind of harder than that because... A lot of these stuff, like Nike, like the department, like Foot Locker and Villa, whoever else, they pay for it before they get the shoe. So the Jordan, the Fire Red Fours come messed up, and nobody buys them. Nike still got their money. It's the Foot Locker, Jimmy Jazz that got to eat that. But they're going more and more to direct. But they're going more and more to direct the consumers. So that's what I mean by like, yo, like you could still have some impact. And even if, here's the thing, even if the buck ends up stopping with DTLR or any of these retailers, guess what? Once they got so much product that they can't move because Nike is, you know, making shit product, they're going to have a say in it. They're going to be like, look, y'all got to do something about the quality. Y'all got to do something about this because we're sitting with this shit. We're responsible. You know what I'm saying? Like, at some point, as a business, you're not going to keep holding the bag and keep catching the L. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you, this, tell you what Nike going to do to them. Nike going to tell them, oh, you got a problem with what we give me? Well, bye. We'll go find somebody else. They do they've done that to numerous mom and pop stores, and they've done that. They've trying to do they try to do that to Full Locker before. You know why they, they can do that? that to Villa. You know why they can do that right now? You know why they can do that right now? Because they have other stores they can go to. But if they don't have nowhere else to go to, if all the retailers say the same thing, Nike has no choice but to eat it themselves by going one hundred percent direct to consumer, or they're going to actually have to pay attention to listen and. Do something about it. Yeah, on the what? but they have but they have stockholders. So this like uh that how they operating was if well if you're gonna do that, then we're gonna cut back on your retro, but you want to buy more of this. Like that's where their numbers keep going up, even though stuff is going on sale, because they'll say, Okay, this year you gotta buy four hundred thousand dollars and two hundred thousand of it gotta be team Jordan if you wanna keep your Nike account. What they did, Puffer Reds, you wanna keep your Nike account, you gotta spend sixty grand on this remodel. Like yeah. they, I, I, they that's how they get down. On the topic of quality control, the more GR general release it is, like the Fire Reds or anything like that, it, it's harder to outsource enough materials. So it's like sometimes I have to get something slightly different or like if, if you're making hundreds of thousands, it's going to be multiple factories with slight variants. You know, it's like and they're rushing to get it out there. So we are seeing a lot of quality control issues or like little variations in shoes or like the Obsidian. Some of it had nice leather. Some of it didn't. Or like recently the patent ones, there's, there's like variances and it's. The more of it you make, the more variation there's going to be. And sometimes it's acceptable and sometimes it's not. But 
that's where I think all these quality control issues. Right. Come. And I and I mean, when I say this, though, I'm not even just talking about quality. I'm just talking about when I say quality, not like as far as like how the shoe is made. I'm talking about the actual quality of product, like the types of product that they're bringing up. Um, I was just talking about Adidas basketball earlier. Like most of the shoes are eh, at most, you know what I'm saying? Like nothing. I'm, I can't tell you the last time anybody was excited about a Adidas basketball shoe. Really can't. So well, I, I but also too, you got people that listen because they don't listen. Because I told somebody at Nike, like at a meeting, like that shoe's not going to sell. Well, this is what we're going with. Yeah, I mean, six dude. months later, yeah, what you told me, like it, it just it, that goes to show you, like, it's no end. So if you t- if I was able to tell them that's not going to work and it didn't, and they told me like, yeah, you was right, but still didn't take my advice after that. If we made how many focus groups we did and said, yo, you need to do this. And little right. of that came to fruition. Like it, evidently, they don't care. They're just gonna do things how they go. If they do things how they want to, and we just got to pick and buy. They're gonna what do we what they can get that. away with. That's the thing. They're gonna do what they can get away with. Once, like once well, they can get away with a lot. Exactly. Right. That's my point. That's my point. Is when they when people finally stop buying Jordan retro Jordans enough because the quality was getting so bad, and they came with the whole remaster thing, even though they didn't really stick with it. That's when they were finally forced to do something about it because it was actually hurting their profits. When you're gonna let people so say you know, because that was in that was that was in 2013. That was 20, that was 2015 and remaster came out. So they was complaining about 2014, 2013. The Columbia's or Legend Blue. That was like part of the first remaster, wasn't it? No, 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 no. That was before. It was a Flint Seven. That was was on Broadway. Celebrity Pins. Yeah, that was 2015 when they did that. But the thing yeah. about it, like, 2013 and 2014, those Jordans sold. He got games. People complained about the 2013 breads didn't have reflective. And, like, those other shoes, like, those did well that year. I don't remember a lot of quality issues. I know it was quality issues from, like, two but years ago. To be honest with you, there's actually been more quality issues remastered than it was before it. I agree. <laughs> I don't know about that. I agree. Because the whole, yeah. because yeah, the whole remastered yes, thing... The the whole remaster thing in general just felt like a, you know, kind of like what they what they tried to spin with the uh with the Jordan one with the OG with the with the different cuts. Hey, we're gonna give you the remaster version. We're gonna give you as close to the original version of what this shoe was when it came out. And how long did that last for? It lasted for like three months, and then it just went away. They didn't even speak no. on it anymore. No, that and that's what I'm. Well, that's just them being able to once again sell you on. It being remastered, and what they did and was no. That that's what I'm saying is I, I feel like they use that as a way to be able to sell. Hey, look, here's these Oreo fours that we haven't brought out in a while. Here they're remastered. We're gonna bring these out to you. Here's these uh these French blue sevens. They're right. Well, what they were smart enough to do, with, but if you notice what they were smart enough to do is those first initial pairs, they were decent in quality and leather and whatnot, and that's what got people up on board on it. And then after a while of selling those. They went away from calling shit remastered. And while it wasn't as bad as the quality previous to that, it was nowhere near the level that we expected. But at that point, people were just satisfied with what they were getting. So therefore, Jordan didn't have to call shit remastered. They didn't have to try as hard with certain pairs because people weren't complaining as much. And people were still spending their money. Once again, we got we Man, got to play shoe store. We uh, when you shoot, I mean, when you want to shoot and you don't got any other options, if you, if you could risk buying an older pair, 
But after a while, it's going to need some re-gluing. So it's actually going to cost you. See what you just said, though? So, yeah, when we yeah. want the pair so bad. Huh? That's the thing. We want the pair so bad that we're willing to deal with quality issues or shortcomings because we want the shoe. We don't you, need it. We just want it. We could not be playing off of it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I say part of the responsibility is on us. But um, speaking of shoes, though, I do want to get to this. I do want to get to this Warren Lotus situation because, you know, as we as we predicted, <laughs> it didn't go so well for Warren Lotus. I don't know who in their right mind thought it would, but, you know, maybe Jeff Staples. I don't know. He tried um, for that other Reaper shoe, right? Yeah. So let me, uh, let me pull up that story because that, that, that's to me. But Nike yeah. is saying that's still unacceptable. And uh, while you're looking it up, I'll just talk a little about my own experience. But it was oh, a big, real was, quick, real quick, real quick before you get into that. Um, I know we kind of moved on from it, but ugliest release of the week, Guru brought up earlier the Reebok Question Iverson Classic. Um, and the reason I put this on the list because there were some other atrocious shoes, but for you to take a model such as the Reebok Question and make it look ugly, that takes a lot of work. It's almost, I'm almost close to calling it a skill when you could take a dope shoe and make it trash. This will be it. The Iverson Classic Reebok Question, ugliest shoe of the week. Why they decided to do that to that shoe, I don't know, but, you know, whatever. Why they decided to actually release the shoe is, is my question. That should have been left for what it was, the purpose in which it was made for, just for those that participated in the Iverson Classic. Yeah, possible. But I, even though I still say they could have done a better job as far as, like, the color blocking. First of all, whatever. <laughs> I don't even want to give that shoe too much attention because, yeah, the shoe was trash. Anyway, go ahead, Dunks. Uh, so... So he had done this a few times, but it was the pigeon one with the cosine from Jeff Staple that threw Nike into the lawsuit. Long story short, he had to offer everyone an alternative shoe, the Reaper, or a refund. Yes. And Nike was like, no, the Reaper's not acceptable at, at, at all. So he has to give everyone a refund. And for the pigeons, it was just like a send out a form, fill it out. But if you remember before that, they had the Stussy ones. And yeah. He didn't contact anyone or, like, it just hasn't been spoken about. So I reached out because I had ordered a few. And took emailing them back and forth multiple times to cancel and get that order. They said, like, you know, the the Jasons made it out. The Heinekens made it out. The Stussies, they just stayed stayed silent. The Pigeons, they contacted customers and, like, process returns, no problem. So. Well, well, I think this article kind of explains what happened. So I'm going to go ahead and read through it. So. Uh, court rules in Nike's favor against Warren Lotus, an article written by Riley Jones for Complex. A judge in the United States District, District Court of the Central District of California, which is odd because is Warren Lotus, he's in California, right? I'm not sure. That must be why they, because I'm trying to figure out why they had this case in California. But anyway, it's granted most of Nike's requests in the lawsuit, which accuses Warren of profiting from illegal fakes of the brand's dunk sneaker. The ruling also addresses Nike's reply to Warren's attempt to replace the offending sneaker with a similar model called the Reaper. Judge Mark Scarzi ordered that Warren and officers, agents, employees, attorneys, and all persons who are in active concert or participation with uh, Warren Lotus were prohibited from fulfilling any of the pre-orders of the staple Pigeon OG or the Freddie Broccoloni Stuckless or whatever they called them and any other imitation colorways. In addition, Warren and Company also borrowed from promoting, offering a sale, selling, and or taking additional pre-orders for the aforementioned designs, which includes the Reaper sneakers. So, 
Um, oh, let me go ahead and finish reading this because this kind of explains that. The court pointed out that Nike's claims of marketplace confusion held merit with examples of Warren's product being listed on eBay with such titles as SB, Nike SB, and Nike Dunk. As for the Reaper, it's unclear what exactly the future holds for the replacement model. The court ruled that Warren is not is also not allowed to promote the original sneakers as a way to generate sales for his other products, including the Reaper shoe. A doctrine known as initial interest confusion is cited, which concerns matters where defendants use trademarks to capture initial consumer attention, even though no actual sale is finally completed as a result of the confusion. Uh, although Warren has already told Nike he will not fulfill pre-orders for or sell more pairs of the offending sneakers. Uh, now he's legally bound to it. Uh, Warren voluntarily passed on his opportunity to further dispute the preliminary injunction, arguing that he's done enough by not fulfilling pre-orders, providing refunds, and stopping advertisements related to the dunk-like shoes. However, the court says while these actions are promising, Warren still has the potential to profit off of the likely infringing conduct by replacing the original pre-orders with the Reaper along with his plans to ship a commemorative lawsuit shirt, pencil, and bumper sticker. Only one portion of Nike's preliminary injunction was denied, a clause which would have required Warren to hold all money from the pre-orders in escrow to later refund customers. Now, as a thing, as the article mentioned, the reason why the Reapers can't come out, I know, they was trying to, I know that Nike is trying to sue him on not only the... the um, premise of it looking like a dunk um you know minus the swoosh but you cannot use uh so he couldn't use the pigeon dunk and the situation of the lawsuit in order to promote sales for the reaper um which is what they call initial interest confusion and the reaper was a similar silhouette anyways it just instead of same exact silhouette but he was using this situation and using that shoe to kind of promote the Reaper shoe. And I guess legally you can't do that. Um, just like you can't profit off a of crime. Like if I rob a bank and then I go to jail and then make a movie about it, I personally can't profit off of it. Uh, but um, yeah. And that was so based I, on the true story. Is? Yeah, it's based on a true story, but the people that make the movie profit, the person that committed the crime does not profit from it. So they can make you a sure? movie about it. The, the people sure about that was, yeah. But can but can't the person stop the people from making the movie? No, oh, that's crazy. Like, like so, White Boy Rick didn't make no money off the movie that was about White Boy Rick. No. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. That's more of a biography type of thing. Like if they like so like you know like um the Italian job. You know what I'm saying? Like if if the people that was really involved with that can't profit off because that's a story specific to the crime being told as opposed to white boy Rick. That was more of a biographical thing. That was more about his upbringing. Yeah. It involved things he did to get up in jail, but it was more about his life as opposed to the particular crime. That he did. Um, well, well then let me, so my question with this Warren Lotus thing would be, would he have been able to profit off of it? Had said he wasn't trying to promote another shoe. Well, listen, two of the four shoes made it out and that money was already collected. I don't know if Nike has gotten that. Yeah, I think they're going to I think they're going to recoup all of that. Um, then my question is for the shoes that made it out. 
are people going to say, fuck this, and they'll lose value? Or is it like, oh, the rest are canceled, it's going to go up in value? It's probably going to go up in value, just like anything else. You know how that goes. But, um, but no, I mean, first of all, I mean, who saw this going any other way but the way that it went? Like, he had no legal leg to stand on. Because um, well, he, he represented himself. That That's never a good thing to do. <laughs> but then, <laughs> uh, well, especially if you're going up against uh, a company like Nike, who have, like, you know, a legal dream team. I could see uh, Google representing himself. Yeah, and they end up just the same way that Warren Lotus ended up. He, you sound crazy. But, <laughs> but, you sound crazy. But on top of that. What? For what? When I went to court for my son. When I went to court for my son, I represent myself. My son about to have a lawyer, and I held it down. Well, yeah, you was going against your wife. You weren't going against Nike. So I wasn't my wife, one. Okay. You was going against my mother. You was going against the mother of your child. That's a lot different because she can only afford. Ah, this you is know. like war. What the fuck are you talking about? She can only afford. I'm, I'm guessing she can only afford oh, you're about a certain type of lawyer. Legal team. You talk about oh, legal yes. team. Then, yeah. Yes. Yes. Like, I would, I look, I, I'm not saying you dumb. I mean, you're a smart guy, but I would not want to walk into a courtroom with you as my representation going up against Nike's team of lawyers. I could have got Kanye paid. <laughs> Kanye had lawyers. You think Kanye was the court by himself? No, I'm talking about that Nike thing because that Nike thing, they say they couldn't pay him royalties because he wasn't an athlete. Well, technically, he was a he got he had a deal with Nike, which made him an employee, and that's what they called their athlete. So he technically threw a loophole. Could have got it and designers who, once again and, and also the designers and I was told this from a Nike person some of the designers who design yeah. stuff like Nike sportswear yeah. or the shoe they get royalties from that so yeah. like he could have very well got real, more royal, like royalties for his shoes I don't but know once again Kanye Kanye can but, afford the type of lawyer that can go against a, a Nike legal team as opposed to your, your baby mama. Like she's not going to yeah. show up as the type of lawyer. Hey, Guru would show up to court representing himself with the the Nike or the Jordan Seventeen box opening the legal documents in it. Absolutely, absolutely. Not. I'm not bringing up Jordan Seventeen box. I was high school, bro. We bringing the briefcase. I'm coming in. You know what I'm gonna come in and some top tens coming to him like, with the oh, top tens wow. on. Yeah, <laughs> but. So yeah, so he took an L not only in the the pigeon dunks, um, which is funny because you know they were able to show that there was you know we talked about this before you know were people confuse or would there be confusion in the marketplace about a shoe and yes they can be because as they were being promoted within the marketplace they were being promoted as SBs Nike SBs and Nike Dunks. Well, nobody now while we might know the difference that doesn't stop people from promoting it that way and therefore causing confusion. Especially when they look ninety nine percent identical to the shoes they drop. Um, so if not, so let me ask you: If Nike's going to go after Dog because he was marketing a shoe that was identical to another one, then they should be held accountable for them true flights. Because <laughs> how many well, times? <laughs> how many times I had to tell people that Nike got a true So Nike's going to. I mean, if that's no, but how many times to tell people the true flights are not sevens? Well, it looks like that. Like, <laughs> come on, but go ahead. Carry on. Guru, I, I hated, I hated them days. I hated Listen, them days. Man. Listen, I'm not saying you wrong. That was a Jordan Seven. That was terrible. I'm not saying you're wrong, but that is hilarious, though. It would be funny if Nike took themselves to court over that. 
Um, but no, I so mean, like they definitely, they definitely should hold themselves accountable for that, though. But no, he took an L on the pigeons, and so he took an L on the Reapers too. As a matter of fact, Warren Lotus, here's the thing. Excuse me, he would have made over ten million dollars had he been able to sell those pigeon dunks. Uh, an article written by Nicholas Lee for Hypebeast. Uh, following the U.S. District Court approving Nike's preliminary injunction order, Warren Lotus has now put forth a new filing with the Central District Court of California. So he took the loss, and now he, I, he's filing some new court thing. Uh, in the filing, the Warren asked the courts to reconsider and or modify the injunction to allow his brand to move forward with replacing pre-orders for his SB Dunk low ripoffs uh, with the Reaper sneaker. The paperwork also reveals that Warren Lotus made more than $10 million from the now block sale of his tape on the popular Nike SB model, um, the Pigeon Dunks. Priced at $300. Hey, man, who now- all bought that shoe? It had to be bought. Because I hear nobody outside the high beach. Shoot, between there. Gino and Dunks? I mean, who knows? Stop. <laughs> Cut it out. That's 2.5 right there. Cut it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Hey, look. Pepsi like, yo, who, who spent a million dollars on us? <laughs> <laughs> Cut it out. Um, and then Gino, Gina gonna tell Pepsi it's for the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, look, Gino over there cooking the Pepsi books like under armor. Like, <laughs> stop. Ain't no way oh, in hell you catch me buying that shoe. <laughs> Priced at three hundred dollars, Warren has now processed over twenty nine thousand refunds, with seven thousand pre orders approved by customers to be replaced with the Reaper. Uh, with a total of 36,000 orders, the legally barred sale generated roughly $10,800,000. Um, Warren notes that his brand is set to lose $2.1 million in revenue if his sales are blocked, which is why he's fighting the injunction. Highlighting Nike's claim of initial interest confusion, Warren points out that the doctrine covers using trademarks to capture consumer attention and does not apply to the Reaper sneakers source confusion. But that's not why he See, now the problem is Warren Lotus, once again, not a student of details. That's not why the Reaper sneaker is being blocked. Yeah. It's not being blocked because they're using a trademark to capture consumer attention. It's being blocked because you're using the sale or the lawsuit or the loss of sale of the pigeon dunk to promote this shoe. You're using that shoe as a way to rectify uh, that shoe. And I'm going to call it now. Warren's gonna be so Nike a- only mad about the pigeon dunk. They're not mad about the other ones. No, they're mad about both. They're mad about all four of them. Yeah, well, but it sounds like they're but yo, here's what's gonna happen. Warren's gonna be the in the, and, the and then he's gonna do a collab with Adidas and pay his lawsuits and just put out more trash. We'll see. I mean, that's always an option. I doubt it, but yeah. Adidas will probably fuck up and have him collab with Sean Watherspoon. Well, why was Sean Wetherspoon want that? Want, you want Sean Wetherspoon to win so bad, man. I know. He the white hope. Sean's a disappointment at this point. Everything he's been putting out is trash. <laughs> literally, literally. I liked his Asics, but nothing on Adidas. I ain't mad at those superstars. I just thought they could have been better. That's all. But, I don't like my laces touching the ground, let alone the threads from my shoes. But two yeah, years that, that part. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you uh, could. I ain't gonna hate. You could cut them, yeah, and they wouldn't drag on the ground. So, right. But then it's like, but why do I have to fix your fuck up? Like, you know, what I'm saying why do? What, I, I mean, hey, I mean, how many times we didn't have to scrub a little glue off a shoe? 
<laughs> true. True. Cut a three <laughs> here and here. Yeah. yeah. But but uh, you know, Warren, I mean, here's the thing, man. Like, I, I if I'm if I'm a friend of Warren Lotus, I'm telling, look, bro, take this L and move the fuck on. Prolonging this only just it doesn't help you, man. It really don't. Like, take the loss. Like, you know, like you fighting this shit, you know, you took the loss of the SBs when everybody knew, or the pigeons, when they, everybody knew mom and knew. You were partaking Jeff Staples' opinion. Mind you, this is the same dude that wanted to sue or had a problem with Urban Necessities promoting shit they were actually reselling in their store. Uh, you know, he, all of a sudden, you know, he understood the concept of trademark infringement in that instance. But, you know, all of a sudden wants to, uh, you know, muddy the waters when it comes to this shit. Um, so I don't know who he's listening to. I mean, if he went to court representing himself, that tells you everything you need to know. Um, look at him. He looked like he don't but, know what's going on. No, it's like not like he was talking so much shit. I mean, how many times did this dude post make posts talking shit only to delete it? <laughs> like, bro, like you just take this L and move the fuck on. Because uh, I, now, I mean, I, I mean, we we said we said it before, man. Nike gonna Nike gonna make an example out of him. And that's why that, that that's why like I. There looks like there's no there's there's no headway for them to be able to sit back and say, "Hey, look, we can settle on you doing X, Y, and Z." No, we want to yes. put you in the dirt. We want to make sure now, we completely eviscerate and get rid of you. So now here's the thing, though, because people are saying, "Well, what L can he possibly take?" You know, all publicity is good publicity. Nah, nah, not really. Here's the thing. Let's just say, at the very least, him doing this injunction or following an appeal or whatever the fuck he's trying to do with his reaper shoe. Right, if he's representing himself, I guess he doesn't have lawyer fees. But guess what? If he loses this case, he's got to pay. I mean, at the very least, he's going to pay. He got to pay the state, and he's got to pay Nike's lawyers fees. So I mean, you know, tell him how much they getting paid (laughs) per hour. So no, take your loss, move the fuck on. Yeah, but like I said, if I'm if I'm Nike, if I'm Nike, there's no way we get. We're not just gonna get this over with. We're not going to get this over with until you pay us back everything that, I guess, not necessarily that you owe, but you pay us back with every bit of the profits that you were scheduled to make. Right. I mean, like I said, I which just you'll never, that... Which you'll never be able to do. I mean, no. Warren Lotus don't look like the type of dude that's got just $10 million just, just dangling around somewhere where you can no. say, well, you know what? Here, I, I'll front you all this six or seven. Let me come up with the other three or four just so that way I don't go completely broke. I mean, how much is this brand even worth? I mean, it would have been worth $10 million. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Uh, and it's funny. I don't even know why I'm thinking about this, but I don't know what irritates me the most. Cardi B's or Reebok's rollout for Cardi B's shoes or him and Jeff Staples trying to act like what they did was creative. Like, I don't know which infuriates me more because um, both of them just drive me nuts because, like, Literally copying another shoe is not creative. And then I don't know what the fuck Reebok was thinking about with that Cardi B rollout. And I will forever Man. beat up on that video. I mean, again, this is why I would not be surprised if Nike just out the blue said, you know what, Jeff? I got the, we got the big F you to you. We're going to re-release this pigeon dunk. We just won't have a pigeon on the side. But it'll be the exact same colorway, the, co- the exact same color blocking that we used on that shoe. We're going to put it out and see what happens. Yeah, that, I mean, if you think about it, that would, for the most part, that would kill his his own integrity for his own brand. It would just I go mean, away. 
It depends on how petty Nike want to be. Like if me and you were running Nike, oh yeah, I would have dropped them. If, I if, dropped if he was gonna make ten million off the shoe, they might as well just did the collaboration with him. Who Nike? I'm saying if he was on with Trace that made ten million dollars, I don't think they made ten million off the PGs. I mean, I bought all mine for like thirty dollars. <laughs> I mean, they, they could have just did a collaboration with him. But here's the thing, though. By you doing that, now you open up the door for anybody else to try to sucker their way into a partnership by trying to re- infringe on your trademark. So, I mean, Nike I mean, don't I need mean, to tell you. I mean, they probably spent all their money. They ain't stopped nobody. Seven Mile, from all my Detroit people, Seven Mile, Evergreen, A-Bass. <laughs> you already know what's going down in there. All them Fugazi joints. So, I mean... My, no, my point is Nike don't need the ten mil like Warren Lotus needs the ten mil. Like they making billions, he's trying to make millions. So, I mean, well, they making billions off of totally, but off of a shoe. I don't know. Do you think there's any athlete outside of LeBron, Kobe, and Jordan that they're making like ten million? I'll say Kyrie too that they're making ten million dollars a year off of like off of a shoe release. Just one shoe release. release? No, I mean just one shoe I, release. Just bro. I mean, look at the if you was to look at the the top ten selling shoes. Uh, by Nike. First of all, you wouldn't see, you wouldn't even see LeBron on there. I mean, the shoes that are selling is ridiculous. Like we we think of, you know, LeBrons and Kobe's and shit, but it's like random ass, basic ass shoes that's making millions of dollars from Nike. So Nike not looking at it in those terms. They're not looking at it like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about from that. I mean, of course, with the, the, it was not going to compete with the Air Monarchs. We know that. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> off of, like just. One, if I mean, you look, pick, look at one the shoes Nike's like, selling millions of. Like they don't need Warren Lotus as much as Warren Lotus needs them. So I'm not talking not about they need Warren Lotus, but that's I'm saying like that ten million. Come on, they in for the money. That ten mil, I don't think they made no, ten okay, million. Okay, let me of, ask you this: If that's the case, then, release, that's an, um, this, I'm gonna tie it back into the conversation we was having earlier because we all know that, for example, uh, what's the limited shoe that they came out with? Um, okay, for no fucking reason. Okay, let's go back to the what the fives. That was a, a SE or whatever, so it's kind of somewhat limited. They could have made more pairs and sold more, but they purposely limit the production of shoes to drive up hype. So while they could have made millions more by selling more shoes, they don't because they so they have their reasons for doing different things. So once again, that ten mil ain't mean nothing to them because if they if they are willing to limit other shoes that they know they can sell and make more money off of, then you know. That Warren Lotus shoe ain't moving them if it's about the principle of people trade or infringing on their trademark. That's what it comes yeah, down that, to. That trademark is, is worth more than that. It's more million. valuable than any ten. Yeah. Million. yeah, it's the thing. Like the trademark. So how much they gonna get? How much? How much are they gonna get from from this court? Steve? How much they gonna get from? A, that's my point. You know, they're not. He, he gonna, it, yeah, he gonna pay them for life. <laughs> yeah, they're not. Nike did not sue him for the money. They sued him to protect their shit. That's what they sued him for. Like, if this was about money, then, they, you know, like, they're not even getting any money from him. They, well, they might be, you know, he might be paying for their lawyer fees and shit like that. Um, no, I thought they would get some cheese from him, though. No, they he has to give refunds back. He has to give people back the money, so he can't profit off of it. It was about him profiting off of their trademark as opposed to them being able to profit off of him. This whole thing was about protecting their property. It was nothing to do with money. Like that ten million, you're talking to a billion dollar company. Ten million is nothing to them. They sold eleven million pairs. Oh no, it made what eleven? Like a hundred? I forgot. They made like eleven million dollars in one day just on one shoe. 
back when they made uh what was it the um the bread elevens? That's just one day. One well, shoe. Is, like they, But then this is also similar to uh uh what was that that Chinese uh that Chinese brand that basically had bit off Jordan? Yeah. Uh, Don or couple, it was. Yeah, exactly. Remember, I mean they they went they went to court for that. I mean that was that was protecting protecting the trademark brand that they own. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. He lost. They lost one of those, though. No, they, they, they won Kadan without surprise. With they beat the Kadan case, um, but but, you, uh, but I mean, in business, you, you you gotta. I mean, you gotta protect that. You gotta protect your trademark, like right. But real quick, um, real quick, because we do gotta wrap up real quick. But I, I want to get Dave on here real quick. I don't know if he's listening. I don't know if he's been listening in. I don't know, Dave. Yeah, I'm here. What's up? Okay, real quick to end the show, since you are like the legal expert on some of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I mean, but honestly, though, I mean, in this situation where there's, you know, where Warren Lotus could have made $10 million had he been able to sell the shoe, um, that, I mean, am I wrong to say that this was more about Nike protecting their property than it was about the money? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, because again, if they fail to protect it, that then sets a precedent. Um, you know, I, and I, there was a, uh, oh God, what was it? Um, High Score uh, is a great documentary about the early days of gaming um, and like, yeah, and like that the advent of the good. home consoles and that kind of stuff. And there was a great story in there about how uh, Universal Pictures tried to sue Nintendo um, over, over the name Kong. Kong. Um, and basically, uh, the lawyer, uh, whose name is, uh, Bilby, I think is the little pink guy. Cause they actually named a character after him to honor him. Um, the lawyer went to Japan and said, here are all the, and you know, and across the U S and said, here are all the different ways that Kong's being used that you have never protected this trademark over. You have no case and it got thrown out. And so that's how, you know, Donkey Kong and all that stuff was allowed to stand. Right, so that's and that's what I mean. Like, once if Nike doesn't sue him, then they allow everybody, yep. mama, to come in to do what he did. And so, yeah. So, but anyway, uh, that's about all of our time today. I don't know what happened to Dunks, um, but he always just vanishes. Uh, this, yeah, this episode two seventy five. Uh, rice pudding. <laughs> oh God. Uh, he had to episode get back to man. His break was over. He had to go back to manufacturing them bots for you. <laughs> episode two seventy five. Uh, first show doing Zoom, so I'm interested to see how this sounds. Uh, Dave, you're gonna send me the audio, right? Yep. Okay. Um, and on that note, we'll see you guys next week. We out. Love y'all. Peace. All right. Peace.